So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Jack, John, Dad. And I'm Rui. And together we are until further notice. And we're gonna ask them some questions today about their new album. This is temporary. How do you guys feel about the response to it so far? I've I've been very happy with it. Like you know, just like putting it out towards you know everybody and seeing especially certain songs people latch onto a bunch of different and i've heard a lot of people have different favorites and and that makes me very happy too yeah. that's so sick definitely overwhelmed is the word i would use <laughs> good overwhelmed but overwhelmed in general i'm like geez i didn't like i expected it to get a good uh review but just like i mean because the people have been waiting so long necessarily uh mm. it's been really it's been really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't be more excited about the response for it. I mean, we dropped our first album, Tremble, about a year, year and a half before that. Um, it got it got a good response. And I mean, we're, we're confident in, in the music that we're making and all that. But this is temporary. It was so huge. I mean, it took a while. We put a lot of production into it. I mean, we really fine tuned this album. And I'm, I'm super happy that everyone loves it so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rory, do you have anything to add? Well, no, I'm just happy to be along for the ride, to be honest. I think that it'd be wrong for me to say too much about it because I know that Jack, Sadie, and John put in, you know, mountains more of time and work than than I did. I put in what I, I could with my time, but you know what I mean? I would feel I'd feel wrong to just step and say, Yeah, fucking love this. Fucking love this. <laughs> Especially if I'm if I, you know, I've only been in for such a short space of time, but I can appreciate how much work has gone into it. And it's true. Um, mountains, load of work. Yeah. But my you personal know, I, opinion, he's being overly modest because yeah. he learned all of the music like, yeah. and you did do drum tracks, but it's fun, Rue. Yeah. And you had the title track, like the pressure of that and yeah. just coming in during all of this and being adaptable uh, and just amazing enough. Well, they, they set the pace that's the thing jack and sadie and john set the pace with uh the work ethic especially um i mean all of us know jack as well as uh spent a lot of uh, sleepless nights doing posts on this um <laughs> well it's all it's all equal effort but of course you know that takes a lot more mental focus sometimes especially when you're looking at something for so long and yeah, it was a privilege for me to come in and just comment and then be able to walk away, whereas he was sat with it 24 hours a day, so. Yeah. <laughs> Props right. to Jack, I, I swear. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so wholesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was like just incessant nodding. Um, yes. <laughs> this is temporary is is uh i mean pretty clear in general but i mean if you want to dive into it it's it's really talking about i mean everything all experiences and everything the stuff that you're going through that's hard the stuff that going through it's that's good i mean it's temporary and i think that's that's the the broad term but if uh you wanted to go into more details i could probably hand that off to jo jack or john something like that yeah. yeah, I mean, this is temporary. I mean, as the album title and the cover um, imply, I mean, it's talking about things that are ephemeral, things that don't last forever. And I mean, and that includes, and I think we don't really touch on too many of the, the happy moments in life in the album. I mean, there are some moments in some of the songs where you can see, oh, well, they're talking about good moments here. Um, something, things like uh, the point of view in Famous People, how it switches 
um, there. So if you can listen to that song, you'll hear that they talk about some good things and some bad things and the way that you can personally interpret different events. Um, but it's really the theme of it is that like, if you're going through a hard time, it doesn't last forever and you can learn something from it. And if you are going, if you're having a good time, make sure to record it or remember it somehow because it's not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. So true. <laughs> Why it's like yeah, a you hit it you hit the nail right on the head dude yeah i that's basically yeah that's basically it. it's it's really cool i i really like it because i i think we all really when i don't think rue was in the band at this point but we were all coming up with the titles together and so it wasn't even one person came up with it necessarily or if they did it was kind of everybody workshopped it at the same time mm -hmm. and so the yeah the meaning of it was it was we had a specific want that it represent some experiential domain from just life in general. Um, but it also is abstract enough that you can actually apply it in very narrow circumstances and it still works. So we kind mm -hmm. of, I think you see that theme across the album because you can, there's like undertones of it just through the whole thing. Okay. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, can you guys tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah, go ahead, John. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, so um, the uh, a lot of this album was started before we had even released Tremble, um, our first <laughs> album. We had already started working on Cat in the Window and Misere, Do More, mm -hmm. and um, Misere was almost done. We were going to release it with yeah. Tremble. In yeah, fact, almost. when we were yeah, when we were finishing the drum recording for Tremble, we actually were going to tack on Misere and record try to record it there, or at least get the drum takes. But I think we, we just, for some reason, couldn't get the, the right take at that time. So it was like a tack on at the end. But yeah, wasn't there were, to be. <laughs> yeah, the, the writing process for a lot of the songs was I would have a guitar part that I'd come in with and um, I would maybe I would like show it to them and then they'd workshop the piece with me. And then Jack and I would start to work out bass and guitar together. And at this point, through most of the first drafts, our previous drummer Dallas was in the room and he would then start to put drums to it and we'd kind of you know workshop that like oh we want this fill here and by the time we had kind of all coherently started to form the song Sadie had already written out a verse two verses a chorus like a and part of the bridge already oh. just prolific like that <laughs> so and I there were a few sometimes. yeah you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there are a few special cases um where the process was changed specifically with Famous People, with Miser du Amour, and with Lies by Omission, and I think Mirror Mirror as well. But generally, once we had that framework, we had pretty much worked out the whole song for all four parts beforehand, and then our drummer left. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we had to apply it uh, completely differently. If you guys want to talk about that, you can. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about, um, like, we all kind of come up with our parts somewhat individually, mm -hmm. and then put them together. I mean, when we come, when John comes to us with a riff or, or a whole part, because sometimes it's just a riff for like the verse, and sometimes it's almost a whole song that we then pull apart and mess with. And yeah. we can usually get like the first version of a song done in like a day. Jesus. But then, but then we spend the next about three months messing with the little bits mm. <laughs> and We're so like, wait i didn't like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of backtracking it's like oh wait no now i don't like that part after this right. part changed so well and now we have rue too who's kind yes. of a 
sharpness when it comes to the drums. Yeah. So he's like mm -hmm. going through the part like six times. He's like, no, we have oh. to get it right. So it's right. like, yeah, we thought we were detailed. And right? it comes in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely detail oriented. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was insane because we had the two songs that he did pretty much worked out completely. And then we kind of just said, do you know somewhat what you want we have notes for certain parts that we want a feeling for but then he just took it and ran with it yeah. it was insane he, like if you want to talk about that rue like some of the stuff you did if you were anything you remember from it i think basically my my take on it coming in is that i thought there's such a nice kind of purity to the drums that were there before and the way the sound of the whole band before um like it felt like very warm very like sort of youthful it felt great but at mm -hmm. the same time i felt that that wouldn't be my take on it um i think that i've just got a different energy and a different style it's definitely harder um there's a lot more sort of depth and power at least in even in the way i tune my drums everything so i knew that it was gonna change things a little bit but still trying to stick to simplicity, not trying to overcomplicate things or anything like that, because at the end of the day, I think simple is always better. Not that I would be able to play something fucking crazy, but I think that simple is always better. And um, yeah, trying to incorporate, I don't know, just basic deep hits. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, even like just some Dave Grohl style Nirvana sort of stuff in there, you know, just keep it simple, deep hard and try to see if that could give it more power because that's what i felt it could use to build on um not that it was lacking much before but i thought that could definitely be added to a bigger atmosphere and resonance even in yeah. simple place all of it so i mean to add to that I, I think you actually pulled us back to the more simple because we were writing some complicated stuff for a while and then <laughs> like you know you were like well we don't need to make it this difficult you know mm -hmm. like we can do this and then i mean it'll grab more attention even because people can you know tap their foot to yeah. it yeah mm -hmm. honestly i think that if people can jump and land to it then there's you know there's a way to connect with that whereas if you're if it's like a, a fucking tool song Oh. And obviously people are, are trying <laughs> mm -hmm. to you know trying to hear the beat trying to hear where it lands and obviously it's easier especially if you're up and coming to kind of get people to latch on to the music if there's a straight beat to it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but that being said jack had some pretty complicated uh groove for mirror mirror that i had to sort of emulate into my own style but at the same time that's kind of complicated bass pattern we gotta challenge you a little bit so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i actually the um i know so jack especially was kind of gung-ho about uh, especially after dallas left we had released our single happier and mm -hmm. jack took not only the bass part and the production of that but he also took the drums for it mm -hmm. and so that was one of i think that was one of the more first ones that we introduced rue to and there was just some weird weird like stuff in there with sync just syncopation and throwing things on off beats that jack likes doing yeah um, and funny enough he taught me how to make edm back in the day and i put some of that because uh mirror mirror was one of the ones that i had yeah. kind of brought the to the band and so i actually put there was a lot of stuff i learned from jack in making the drums for that as well so yeah, John, John wrote some wicked stuff. drums for that. <laughs> that was fun. That was really fun. It's hard. And Drew made it harder, I swear. Yeah, and yeah, and I was really impressed. I was like, not only did you start with playing exactly what we had written before, but then you embellished on it. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta build. 
and put your own thing on it. Otherwise, I'll just become a bit miserable mm-hmm. if you're, <laughs> you're never putting your own flair on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Within reason, obviously. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt this, but John, do you have a sign in the back that just says balls? No, 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 I've been no. looking at it this whole time. I'm very <laughs> confused. I'm sorry. Ball sign. Oh, no, no, ball no, no, sign. No. Ball, no, no, no. This is um, <laughs> this you can't see all of it, but most of it is basically um, my girlfriend asked me the ball, and so okay. this is oh, ball okay. question mark. Okay. I, I don't know if wait wait how, how do you finger, how do you, how do fingers work on camera? Okay, there's a there is a dot there. I know you can't see it. It's supposed <laughs> to be a question mark. I, I like it better as balls. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Ball sign. I think he's having a sign in the back. What do you mean that your girlfriend was asking you to ball though? That still doesn't. Uh, yeah. So well, because we had kind of just started dating a little bit. Like it was within the last year. It was mm-hmm. it only been a couple months. And she was doing a play, like she was in theater and everything. And so she came out after one of the theater performances in her whole getup mm-hmm. with the sign and a bunch of friends behind her to ask me. Mm-hmm. And it like it, it was still a few weeks out. I didn't know that that it was going to be like a big thing. I had to plan two months in advance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I thought you know it was going to be like maybe chocolate roses or whatever, and then like you want to go to ball kind of thing, like. But we were already dating. It was like it was also yeah. a kind of assumed thing. And yeah. so she she wanted the pageantry, and it's something I had to learn as well. We celebrate <laughs> Christmas with ugly sweaters every year now, as and you it's, should. it's yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I was distanced from that a little bit. It wasn't like discouraged in my house. We just never leaned into it, and she did. Mm-hmm. So I, it's like I'm being pulled in that direction, but I'm cool with it. I like hot chocolate. I like. Yeah. Brought a little bit of That's social good. culture into your life right exactly, before exactly. the pandemic hit, and you couldn't oh. use any of it. And you can, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, good to know that it's not yeah. just balls. All right. It's not balls. It's just it's balls, not balls but... posted. Yeah. yeah. I think now you need to put a picture of balls, balls right next to I it. Do- oh no! No. <laughs> just drawing sharpie on the wall. <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a soccer ball, a basketball, baseball. You know those cheesy posts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, I was talking like two. Like, oh, really one of those like neck carrying it and it's oh, like the, no. the cinch at the top. I hate okay. it here. I hate it here. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm going to the next question. I'm sorry, Glory. <laughs> um, so how did the track list for this record come about? Did you guys write the opener to be opener, closer to be closer? Did you just kind of shuffle it around, listen to it a couple of times? What was your process for that? We passed the ball uh, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played a game of hot potato. Everybody represented a song, and then when it got to somebody, that's how we picked. Um, okay, no, perfect. I just did that. Is, <laughs> that is not what happened. So we had all the songs for the album um, pretty done. Well, they were d- pretty decided on about a year before it came out. Um, well, yeah, because we started working right away, right after we released Tremble. Um, and so we had all 12 songs. Um, well, in particular, we had I Want to Tell You and Cat in the Window and is there doing more we're like already finished mm-hmm. um and then the rest of them came along fairly quickly i mean you know with our process that we just discussed earlier like we wrote them all over the course of like a month and yeah. then we ground on them for like a year um uh and, and that's really because i mean i don't know who how many members of the i don't remember but i know me and john do it but we kind of write the whole song like the whole thing comes together first which is mm-hmm. why we spend so long time fine-tuning it's yeah. just how we write um but we had all the songs pretty much done. I just lost my mouse. Um, and then we went based on feel because unlike Tremble, Tremble is kind of one story told through the lens of a couple different stories, but it really comes together as one. So it's more of a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is temporary. We wanted to have 
I the, the same idea being conveyed the whole time. And we wanted to make sure we ordered the songs in such a way that we were getting the same idea, but we weren't necessarily telling one story. Mm-hmm. But we like wanted the- all the different stories to come together in a cohesive, cohesive way. So it's it's like a bunch of little movies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we we sat and we discussed that. I think we mulled over the the track list for. I mean, we we at least mulled over the the order of the track listing for a month. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, because we really wanted to make sure that everything was working together the way that we planned it to, um, because they're not chronological. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, which a lot of people yeah. do with uh, telling stories like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. solid. Uh, so, what song on the album took longest to write, and which one is your personal favorite? Hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> just because the of the favorite, favorite one because I'm, like, yeah. I'm like that's the worst um i mean i guess i'll start because i started talking uh <laughs> but um i think the longest one that took to write <sighs> probably because of how many breaks we took in between it um this is temporary i would say mm-hmm. i think that probably took the longest to write or mm, that's kind of hard or yeah. Uh, no, I can't. But you mean Untitled 2? Untitled, yeah, right. Untitled yeah. No, but, uh, I'm changing the name like halfway through the process, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I would say probably this is temporary. Yeah, yeah, Untitled yeah. 2, this is temporary. Or, or honestly, like we picked it up and then we put it down for like three, four months and then we picked it up again. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you also remember, Boy uh, Who Cried had a completely different... Oh, mm-hmm. Right! Oh yeah. my god, we started writing that in 28, 2019, Something 2018. Something like that, yeah. And wow. then, so actually, yeah, no, that that's, I'm sorry, take back all everything I said. <laughs> the Boy Who Cried is definitely number yeah. one, because mm-hmm. I remember, like, at four different occasions, I would come to Jack and John, uh, because Rue wasn't in the band yet, um, and I was like, this is what I want it to sound like, and then I would just kind of, like, hum it, and then, like, we would figure out a, a, a melody and a beat to it, and then, um, and then we'd come back like later and, and do the same thing again with something like slightly different, but it would still sound really like, so it was, yeah. it was a whole long process. I couldn't get it like for a while, yeah. for many months. And so mm-hmm. we just kind of had to put it down and pick it back up later. And eventually it, yeah. it was fine. It was, it, yeah. it worked out great. So, but I think, I mean, favorite wise though, it probably have to be, I mean, the ones that get stuck in my head the most, which is like a tie between three of them. <laughs> it's Famous People, The Boy Who Cried, and um, This is Temporary. Like, mm-hmm. definitely. I think I think what takes the cake, though, is probably like Famous People. Yeah. So if we all got a little bit of different opinions on which one we think is like our favorite song on the album. Uh, but personally, I think I'm going with The Boy Who Cried Suicide right now. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I loved how big it got. I mean, because it didn't, it started out as as sad said it started out like very different it sounded almost like uh what song was that it it sounded very much like a my chemical romance song from the black parade um, it was like album. right it was like big and it was bold and we were like yeah but it sounds a, it sounds like it could be one of these songs <laughs> so yeah. so um so i really like i like the growth that that song had um 
because it, it sounds completely different than our original version. I, I wish I had the track. I mean, I would probably post it somewhere and be like, hey, look at what this used to sound oh, like. Oh, no, we're um, at, we can't but... post that anywhere because we're using it for another track. You know we are. <laughs> yeah, we got it. But uh, yeah, it definitely sounded like something else. And I like the growth that came with it. And it was also, it was the most fun to mix, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, Um. I personally, I have a very personal connection to Mirror Mirror. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, and I was... I wrote the verse lyrics on it and I had the idea for um, the bass part and the drums and the guitar. I had originally designed it as like a concept thing mm -hmm. for a solo, just a solo project on like SoundCloud I was messing around with. And it was like, what if I, what if I had three guitarists and a bassist and a drummer? Like I basically yeah. would keep layering stuff on top. And so I had to do the work of consolidating it down to one guitar part. And I was happy to find that I was actually able to do that mm -hmm. with that track in particular. I was able to put it down and condense it into one. They're like four or five note chords at a time, and I'm just mm -hmm. cycling back and forth between them, but it's doable. And yeah. so I was very happy with not only the way it came together, but it's a very kind of personal message um, that it conveys. So. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it didn't even have lyrics at that time yet. <laughs> no, no yeah. it didn't. When I first, yeah, when I was first releasing, it was like an instrumental. It was totally, mm -hmm. yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think um, me, if I'm to say it, I was, I would definitely, and this is biased, I would say this is temporary just for the sounds. I think, I still think the sound stands out in comparison to some of the other songs. It could be to do, I don't know what it is, but there definitely is like a sort of, um, atmosphere to that song which i i feel um a personal connection to i just think it's more like i like hard uh you know hard rock sort of music i mean um grew up on like metallica and pantera and stuff like that so not that that's comparable but i i do like that sort of feeling um and i think that it just has this uh sort of aggressive atmosphere to it that really fires me up as something that i would like to listen to but then again, I think a song that really is just fantastically put together is The Boy Who Cried Suicide. I think that's just a great overall sort of piece. You know, it has all these peaks and flows and, you know, just a great, great melody to it and great chorus and pre-chorus. And I think it's pretty, pretty hard to beat, to be honest. Um, oh, stop it, you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, but I still, I still think for me, this is temporary, just the acoustics of it, um, it just has a, a power to it. It's like a rocket ship taking off for me or something. So. Solid. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so can you tell me where Headspace is at while you were creating this record? I mean, <laughs> Ooh, <yeah. laughs> uh, I don't want to talk too much about the C word, but um, well, <laughs> No, when we all shut down oh, for a oh. year. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, that was a lot of the. Yeah. 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 Don't 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 twist this, Ruth. You know. Context clues. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah. I think in general. It definitely yeah. inspired the theme pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. Um, was yeah. thinking about things that like this too shall pass kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. We all, we all have our hard moments and I, it was also a, a callback to the 
pop punk and the alt rock that we grew up on. I mean, mm -hmm. listen, early 2000s, I mean, you had Paramore and then you had Fall Out Boy and you had Panic at the Disco and they were all like, they're all pop punk and it's that sound that we miss and we're like, hey, let's, let's, there's a lot of nostalgia going around for the way things were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, we, we all find a little bit of comfort in that. So it was really interesting to take those sounds and styles and give an acknowledgement of some darkness that we all share um, without directly talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and then acknowledging that, hey, this is temporary. Remember, we had some good times too. And yeah. we're going to have some more good times. <laughs> so it was really, it was, it, it was that the headspace, I guess, was kind of, kind of dark, but holding on to that bit of hope that you can Rem always remember is coming. <laughs> Remorseful optimism. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, That's very that. good. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less, all four, we have to do it. <laughs> this is temporary. Ha, I cheated. <laughs> Cheap. Give oh, yeah. us a different uh, answer. Uh, redo. 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 Well, um, yeah, I would say, ooh. Can I we use all... a conjunction? <laughs> <laughs> a semicolon. Where can I put the semicolon? In this you thing? ain't. Um... Um, we, uh, for me, it's I just kind of I go direct. We all love pop punk. Or we love pop punk. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like there's a lot of different flavors in the album. And so mm -hmm. it kind of throws a lot of the elements of that genre in. So, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I'm going to need some time. Uh, See, wait, wait, you wait, have wait. no time. <laughs> you're next. The Jeopardy theme on? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. you're next. Uh, uh, you're not alone. Oh, that's good. That's, that's probably good. What there I you go. Yeah. Dang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, Jack. I stole your answer, probably. <laughs> Get through this. Okay, that's good. That's good. Damn it. I want to change my answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rue. Pressure's on. Yeah, after it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> trying, to like, trying to sound like Jocko Willink or something. Just say, oh, yeah. get up. Just go for it. You, you need go. that, yeah, like looking mm. through your eyebrows. Like, it's very like. <laughs> Almost Kubrick like, stare, but not quite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get just need to breathe deeply before you speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so while yeah, listening to this album what band or artist influences pop out the most to you guys mm. Ooh, a lot of this i think is individual like mm -hmm. we all take our own individual you know because we we write our parts ourselves and then bring it to the band and workshop it so it's kind yeah. of we we have this colliding like waves just kind of you know crashing into each other mm -hmm. um uh, for me, it was The Wonder Years, which is my okay. favorite band of all time. Um, and just just all the melodic and like he's, his lyrics are very direct. And so any, any song I had any lyric ideas for are usually written very direct, even though I have metaphors in there. It's like, and I love the way Sadie writes too off of it. It's freaking amazing. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you talk about like the influences for this album in particular, um, it's, it's a funny topic because we have um five featured drummers on this is temporary uh drummers who have never been part of the band and they were really just they were in it for this project um and they all have their slew of drummer influences from i mean we got squirrel nut zippers is an influence <laughs> in there um yeah Sur a bunch of surf punk stuff from like gray metal from zach yeah mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of different influences. I would say sitting on, being the one that produced it and sat on it for a, a while, I would definitely say the biggest ones that stood out to me um, were Foo Fighters and Paramore. Um, just big, not not orchestral sound, but big like there should be an orchestra. Um, but uh, yeah, so influences for that. I mean, personally, I, I definitely draw in inspiration from Foo Fighters. Um, so really Dave Grohl. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, definitely. I would say I kind of leaned more towards the punk um, genre when inspired by this album, I guess. So Blink-182 is probably one of the big ones for me. And then also Paramore. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very a mix of both. <laughs> in a lot of ways um and um i mean there was even like i mean mcr influences because that's like you know it that's the band but yeah um, yeah <laughs> uh but uh but yeah definitely just just kind of there's i couldn't classify this is temporary being inspired by one band <laughs> i would definitely have to put a list of like 10 i'm like pick and choose which one but i i also agree with uh, my bandmates as well with jack john and and rue and he's talked about it too i'm like i i completely agree it's all of those things <laughs> yeah. But yeah yeah Rue. um definitely well it's it's tricky because i think that i think about all these bands while i'm playing mm -hmm. um if that makes sense if i'm trying to create a certain sound that I I like, or at least has always influenced my drumming. People like, um, they're not really that well known now, but like Andrew will know us by the Trail of Dead, um, Sparta. They're another like sort of early 2000s band, but great drumming and just really kind of important to me. So I, I think about this when I'm playing and obviously um, Queens of the Stone Age, definitely um, just that it's a lot to do with the tuning of the drums there as well, but Foo Fighters, uh, totally, at least uh, early album stuff, for sure, even My Hero or something like that. Um, definitely bringing in elements of My Hero into some of the playing, but I, I think about all those when I'm playing to right. keep the sound consistent. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, so what is your favorite memory that you guys made while creating this album? Oh. <sighs> That is a good question. All the deep thinking faces that is a at the good same question. time. I know, I'm like, just like freeze screen this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, a lot of my favorite memories when it comes to working on music are things that happen um, during the creation process. And what was, it's just because it, it's dear to my heart is when, when um, Rurit had his first couple practices with us when he was learning the repertoire and when we introduced him to um the songs that he was going to be a part of it was there was a lot of uh, i don't want to step on your sound i don't, I don't want to influence it too much i don't want to change it too much and then well, like when when he got to the point where he was like all right i'm just going to write what i'm going to write mm -hmm. that that was that was my favorite memory working on the album was when he came out and showed his art i mean because we had I mean, as I said before, we had the five different the collaborator collaborators on it, and we basically told them we're like, here is the track without any drums. Let's see what you write. And then, of course, we had conversations with them afterwards, and we had some more practices, and we fine tune what was going on. We let them know a little bit of what we wanted to hear, but it was always that 
here, just give it to us. Um, but Rurid had just met us. He was going to college and he's like, Hey, uh, and we're like, Hey, we, we like you after you auditioned. Um, and like, we want to hear your style on this. And it was, it was really cool to, to watch him open up, um, and work on the album with us. Yeah. Made me sound like a Blink-182 lyric, like, going to college. I like you guys. <laughs> yes. Very bad. Well, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm flattered that, that you say that, for sure. Um, very wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. Yeah. And I will say, one of my favorite memories is also around um rue coming in but it's not it's not i guess necessarily directly attached to this is temper it's more getting the new drummer so um but it was first i think it was because we were doing songs with all these different drummers we had kind of already started working with different ones we had two songs that were already with our previous drummer and then i think jack and i had already shot ideas back and forth about three day highs drum part and i think we had already met with like zach demo at one point and then it was having Rue come in after hearing all those different sounds. And, you know, we, you know, we had kind of got a lot of time to think about what does it, what does our music sound like with different drumming? And then Rue comes in and Jack and I just start playing one of our old songs, Missing Out. And Rue's just jamming to it. And there was something so solid and so powerful about the way that he played. I actually think I still have the video of him playing it in his mask when we yeah. were, you know, not allowed to, oh, yeah. to like interact really, you know, <laughs> on that, on that level. So it was, it was insane because I had never heard somebody play drums like that mm-hmm. in, in person in particular. And so for, for me, it was having that first, one of those first practices where we were working stuff out and just hearing his sound and being like that, I love how that makes our stuff sound. Like mm-hmm. taking that old track and hearing it in that completely new light is freaking awesome. And so yeah. it got me super psyched to work on the other two songs that we had uh, had him work on. And I, I cannot wait to work on more. We already have a couple that we've been like cycling back and forth. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Solid. Well, I think you guys went with like the wholesome answers and I'm, I was going to pick a funny one. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Let's you can go. pick a funny one. Well... <laughs> So we uh, we were invited to help out with um, a film project that uh, Ruri's class was working on, um, and uh, during the during the filming of it, there's this scene uh, where she's like the the character oh. is with her dad um, on the phone with the nurses, and she says, "No, dad, please stop!" And it was just really funny. Um, and uh, we actually named a group chat that for a while. Um, and uh, we just kind of kept bouncing that back and forth. I think that's one of my favorite um, favorite parts about <laughs> sort of working inside on jokes. the album, like in it, between. It'd just, it, yeah, it'd be the end of every sentence. Like if we were like, "Oh, Dad, please, please stop." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Daddy, <laughs> please. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that's my that's my favorite. Like pinpoint. This is this is good. <laughs> yeah. oh, we can be friends with this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay. I like the, the funny memories too. Um, I like um, def. Uh, well, I'll go for funny and a bit of sentimental. But I like mm-hmm. we we went in the hot tub one night. Yeah, it was after practice. We all did, and uh, they, yeah. they have a, they have a hot tub outside their their house. And obviously, coming from Scotland, this is a rarity. 
mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'll, I'll absolutely use it. And uh, John and I decided to make a slow motion video of us like a pair of humpback whales <laughs> like hunting for krill. Mm-hmm. It's playing in my head. And, <laughs> Just uh, splashing into the, the video. Mountain. The video is pretty sick. We got this grape. It was like this constant. Like, we were moving in a in a pod. Mm-hmm. together it was good you'd have to be there um, i slammed my head onto the step during that take too but it was <laughs> oh. the perfect take and john okay. did a giant leap of water and smashed him oh, um but i think i think more is just having a laugh because i i came obviously i've got a bit of family in california but not many friends you know and it was kind of nice to do something creative and fun and that wasn't too too heavy even though yeah it's like hard work and obviously i'd be pretty tired like you know driving and playing and then drive but afterwards i'd always feel great because Mm -hmm. i'd be driving on the freeway um about san francisco for for maybe an hour and i'd just be like sort of mulling over everything that just happened over the practice and it all started to sink in of like how you know it's quite quite special Mm -hmm. um what you're doing here so that was that was nice and all, all those sort of like worries of stuff before like worrying how you're gonna it just disappears and you have it you realize that you're actually living a, a great moment mm-hmm. um no matter what happens it's you know it's pretty great to experience this and play together and make some great great memories to be honest it's very wholesome. pulling on my heartstrings rue yeah. very wholesome yeah. okay <laughs> uh so for the last couple of questions we're actually gonna shift away from music if that's okay with you guys yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> so wait. we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Uh, with a drink. Is the drink already determined? No, no. no you're you're, you're telling us the drink. Yeah. So I'm on death row. Drink. Oh, I, I haven't decided exactly what kind, but I'm definitely getting sushi. Okay. Sushi and green tea. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Very good. good choice. Very good. It's just, it's peaceful. <laughs> That's, yeah dang it you took you know i'm pescatarian you took my fish answer all right I'm I got sorry it. you could you could both have fish answers you guys can both have no, fish no, no. answers it's i okay. mean like I'll, I'll definitely have seafood in it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna step back i need my protein You're like i'm having but, ribs um, before i die but yeah um i i i would i don't know if it's just because i'm craving it now but i'm just imagining like homemade shell pasta macaroni and cheese with like mm-hmm. green onion on the top and probably like cut up pieces of shrimp in it um and then for a drink this is like that's like somewhat of a classy entree and i'd have kind of like just a two dollar soda but it's like a it's called uh oh god sangria senoral which oh. is basically oh. non-alcoholic sangria and it's delicious i i i <laughs> love i i cannot if i could have one drink it would be that i i love that soda so. all right they get that mm-hmm. Rue, you go and i'll go after you um <laughs> i i have a big pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. a really good one uh probably from this place in san francisco called um I think it's called Slice of New York, actually, even though it's in San Francisco, but it's like a single yeah. place. I Interesting. Guess, yeah, big one of those. And uh, I'd have a pint of Guinness as well. Um, uh-huh. I'm the lightweight champion of the world. I don't really drink, but I love Guinness <laughs> when I have it. And I think that'd be fitting. I'd like to be a bit shit-faced before I, you know, buy the farm. That'd be good. 
Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Moment of truth. Um, I think. Well, I wanted to say sushi, and I might. I think that might be it, but I was thinking of like you know all you can eat buffet sushi. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. probably <laughs> right. I'm like, and then uh, probably a. Uh, oh my gosh, what was that? It was. It was a Bahama Mama, and I had it for the first time at Applebee's the other, like last week, and it had Captain Morgan in it. It was the most delicious thing I'd ever tasted, and it's alcoholic, so you're not alone there, Rue. I would probably get some alcohol before I die too. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? One fiction world. Yes. Yeah. I'm just gonna hide all my anime posters now. <laughs> my, my first reaction is Pokemon. My Ooh, first okay. reaction. Yes, that's, that's a good, good one. one. I good. want to capture a Growlithe and love it and just hug it because it's so cuddly. I get For that. One week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pokemon's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, Are you, you all know. going to Pokemon World? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But it is a good honorable mention. <laughs> If I only have to be there for no, no, I can't even do that. I was gonna Ooh. say if I only have to be there for a week, I'll go to Dead by Daylight. But no, I'd be oh, a survivor, just, and that oh, would just skills. be awful. That yeah. would be awful. Um, no, but I'd probably Why go. Why can't Pokemon. I loop you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pokemon would be heck of fun. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or a uh, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, the world that that exists in. Yes. That would also be uh, extremely fun. Solid. Uh. <laughs> Play uh, Lord of the Rings or something like that. Yeah, Lord of That's the Rings, good. Middle Earth. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, for, cool. for a couple of days anyway. Mm -hmm. right. See, I might have said something like that, but there's a lot of scary magic in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be fun. Oh, I have another good answer, but go ahead, Sadie, in case you no, say it. No, I just, I just keep thinking, like, cause, cause, like, I didn't think about the live action fictional universes, mm -hmm. but I think in general, like, I would want to stay away, from, like, the big, like, scary superhero stuff, like DC and Marvel, cause you could die mm -hmm. like any second, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're, you are a side character in that freaking mm -hmm. universe. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, uh, but uh, I think I might. I'd probably, I'd probably join the Haikyuu universe. That's my comfort anime, and I, I just, I just, I just want to watch my boys in real life play volleyball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do want to amend my answer. I want to be in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, what's your uh, what? element? Oh, absolutely Earth. Earth? I am definitely oh. an Earthbender in personality and just, I don't know, it just for some reason it fits. Dude, that fits because you're literally a Virgo too. That yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're you're a Virgo as well, are you? Yeah. Yes, we are the same. Yeah. We, we actually said on a podcast we when you weren't there, UFN is half Virgo. Mm -hmm. So, and Jack immediately said no. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're a Virgo too. Oh my God, you're a Virgo. <laughs> wait, wait, when's your when's your birthday, John? Uh, what is today? It's in three days. Yeah. Happy, oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah. Oh, it's Rue's birthday today. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday! Happy yeah. birthday! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we're like, hey, we're doing a uh, an interview on your birthday, by the way. Just letting you know. Fun. <laughs> 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 right. The thumbnail needs to have him with a little like photoshopped birthday hat. Yeah, on. birthday hat. Yeah. It's way too much editing. We don't have the budget for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't. We don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like like um like a really bad photo editor. 
We don't have the budget for that it's either. Got, it's got mm -mm. the background in it that you like. Yeah, cut out. the transparent like <laughs> background to it. Yeah, right. We might have the budget for that. We'll have to we see. Might, we might. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Have to scrape the PayPal. It still <laughs> says Shutterstock on it. It's <laughs> 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 it a charm. The best I can do. Uh, I think oh that's my. better than the Photoshop. That's, that's yeah. better. Yeah. That is way better than I could do. Oh, there you go. Is that uh, you in the back? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> me and Buffalo. Uh, me and oh Buffalo my god. Bill. Oh god. Me and Buffalo Bill go way back. Oh, oh my this god. Went, this Stop went, it uh, now. This went It'll get chaos. worse. Oh. Oh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, um, well, I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Oh. What is your favorite color? <laughs> That is the most important question. I'll start it is. black. Black, good color. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go with a simple because there's a complex answer and, and a simple one. Orange. Orange. There mm -hmm. you go. Uh, navy blue. Ooh, navy blue. Good. Orange. Orange. Okay, right. solid. They're both yes. with the simple answers because they're super <laughs> yeah. complicated. Yeah. I agree. That is a very important question. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you guys would like to plug? Yeah, so we are UFN, also known as Until Further Notice. You can find us anywhere on social media as UFN Music or UFN Music underscore official on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we do streams on Saturday and uh, every third and first Wednesday, um, we do a live at five on Twitch. And uh, we also have a Patreon subscription that you can get um, an hour of our practice where we will learn new songs or just jam or whatever. So, yeah, yep. that. Um, yeah. Twitch That's on Saturdays fun. for gaming. Twitch on Wednesdays for live show. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And, um, also, we all have Instagrams and everything. So we're, we're in the running for playing at Hollywood Bowl, though, and we mm. need votes. We actually yeah. need votes to be able to play there. So you can find a link on the UFN page. Am I correct? Guys, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's on yeah. should be links on the website, the Facebook, the everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just click on it. It takes three seconds if you've got Facebook done, one and done, and it's um free. And you yep. can yeah. once a day or you can vote more, but after that, after the first one, it's not free. So don't feel pressured to do that. <laughs> Voting ends on September thirtieth. So uh, those of you yeah. watching after September thirtieth, twenty twenty one, disregard. Quite close, it could happen. It could mm -hmm. actually happen. Yeah. Wow. yeah, we're in fourth position right now. There's only third. another five rounds to go. Yeah. We're in third. Yeah. Oh, we're in we third were in now. fourth for a while. Oh, we got bumped up recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hold on, we're in third. Yeah, but it is only the first round, so we have like two yeah. more rounds to go until we get to the tip-top. Mm -hmm. right. Good luck, guys. Uh, oh, thank well, you. Thank you for now. This guy's been until further notice, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.